once again, the God of heaven has blessed us. I was just trying to get my last little bit of note before I got up. How y'all doing? Good to see everybody. Yeah. Super Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. They think I'm talking about a football game. They're talking about Jesus. Super Sunday. Pick who you want. And if you pick Jesus, you're winning every time. Amen. So good to see you. Those of you who are visiting who may not be a member of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We're happy you decide to come and be with us this morning. Those of you who are visiting from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is good to see you. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you on Sunday morning. Brother Goodman was reading the announcement and he said that there's a baby shower and Brother Boone just started laughing and, and Sister Boone started looking at him and said, no, they're not talking about us. Lord have mercy. So I said, amen. So the I don't know who he was talking about, but there's a baby shower coming. Yeah, the nursery has been remodeled. And uh, go in there and look. A church without a nursery is dying. Amen. Got to have a nursery in a church. Because... Seniors like Brother Johnson ain't going to be here forever. Amen. <laughs> and I can't live forever either. So, so we need a nursery. Good to see everybody. Um, I had something else to say this morning. Huh. Oh. Those of you in the Bereans, Sister Adrian Calhoun sent a, a text out or e email out to us. Let's make sure that we do our best to do our obligation. Amen? Amen. Amen. How's um, near? How's the rehab coming? Excellent. Amen. And uh, brother, good to have Brother Johnson back. Uh, I missed him. I still talked about him, even when he wasn't here. I, I, I talked about him. That's my friend. I don't have but one city friend. That's Brother Johnson. All of my other friends, they're from the country. Amen. Yeah, we trying to get Johnson down in the country, but he wouldn't come. <laughs> so good to see you all. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. 
chapter 3. How you doing, Sister Stevens? I'm good. Are we, we ready? Y'all ready? Don, how you doing? You took Big Smith back to school? Did you take a care package with him? Okay. He need quite a bit. When you're in college and you're hungry, you need something to eat. They stop feeding you at around 6 o'clock. I didn't get hungry till about 10.30. Well, I found out saltine crackers was great. Never ate sardine until I went to college. If you're hungry and you don't like saltine and crackers and sardine, get hungry. You eat it. Yeah. Let's read. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise through, through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the Bible is God-inspired word. All right. All right. Because, see, one thing, we are living in a world today where people don't care much about the Bible. Folks has reduced themselves down to saying that the Bible is just another book. The Bible cannot be just another book. The Bible cannot be something. The Bible is a volume of books. It's not just one book. And the Bible can't be something that we put on our shelves and only picked up once and a while. The world in which we live in, they say that, well, the Bible is flawed. Well, that's what we want to watch this morning. Listen to what Paul says. Paul says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Now, that's the claim. And when something makes a claim, in order to prove the claim, that the thing made, you have to go to the thing. If, if I made a claim 
that I make the best pudding in town. In order for me to make that claim and you to test the claim, you have to taste the pudding. I can't make a claim that I make the best pudding in town and then give you some jello. It doesn't work. So if you make a claim, if someone makes a claim, the best thing to do is go to the thing. So this is what Paul is saying. Here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. The Bible is inspired by God. Now, if the scripture makes that claim, then the only way that we can prove it is to go to the Bible. The Bible can't say that it is inspired by God. And then we go and read a history book. You have to go to the thing that makes the claim. I said to Andre, Andre, I run the 40 and 4 flat. Brother Boone, what's so funny? <laughs> Sister Boone, uh, thank you. That means that I was fast. So if I make that claim to Andre, all Andre's going to do is take me out on the parking lot. Mark off 40 yard and get a clock. See, I can't make that claim that I run a four, four, four flat 40 and then sit in the building. See, if you make that claim, Andre's going to do what Brother Boone did. He's going to laugh, and then he's going to get the clock. Then he's going to say, well, Frazier, you make the claim. He can't come out and say, well, Brother Johnson, Frazier made the claim, but you run. You're not talking 40 steps. You're talking 40 meters. So if I make the claim, in order to test whether I'm able to run a four-flat 40, got to get out there and run. See, when the Bible says, that it's inspired of God. The Bible does not teach that the Bible is written by inspired men. See, we put that in there. There's no scripture to say the Bible is written by inspired men. No, no. The Bible says that the words of God is inspired. The breath of God. That's what, the, that's what the, the scripture would say. The breath of God is like in creation, God spoke. 
Now, someone wrote it, but they didn't write the word. They just wrote the words. They did not write the thought. The thought came from God. That's like in my office, if, I, if I'm going to send a note to the president, I don't write it. I call the administrator in and I said, well, let's take this note. Then by, I sign it. Goes to the president. I don't write it, but it came from me. I'll be there all day picking. It came from me, written by, typed by somebody else. Inspired man, there is no such thing. The word is inspired. That's what Paul said. All scripture is given by the inspiration, the inspired, the breath of God. But I don't want to start there. I want to start at 15, because that's where we started. Paul writes this letter to Timothy, and he says to Timothy that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which is able to make thee wise. Now, when he talks about the Holy Scripture, he's talking about the Old Testament, because at the time, the New Testament was not written. So Paul writes to Timothy and he says that from a child thou has known the Holy Scripture. The Holy Scripture is the things that was written before Christ came. See, the Holy Scripture, the Old Testament says that Christ's coming. He's not here yet. He's coming. See, the Holy Scripture says, unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government should be upon his shoulder. Isaiah chapter 9. And a virgin shall conceive, and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call him Emmanuel. Genesis chapter 10 and verse 40. Genesis 49 and 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh come. What are you saying? Some Jesus is coming. He's not here. So when Paul tells Timothy that from a child thou has known the Holy Scripture, he is saying, you understood the, New, the Old Testament. Because the New Testament was still being developed. Now, is the New Testament the, the Old Testament, why, let's just read the text. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. It's not the Old Testament. The Holy Scriptures is not to salvation. It's unto salvation. The all, in other words, the Old Testament is not the thing that will save us. 
It's not to salvation. It is unto salvation. It, in other words, it brings us to salvation. It doesn't put us into salvation. That's what Paul's telling, telling Timothy. That, was, that is able to make thee wise through faith, where? Which is in Christ Jesus. Now, what Paul does in, in 15, he identified two things. The first thing that he identified, that the scripture is holy. The Old Testament scripture is holy. And then the second thing that he identified, that salvation is only in Christ Jesus. That's all that is in the text. Then he goes and says, now, now I want you to hold on to the old, but let me tell you something too. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Now, what does Paul do, do here? He puts the old and the new together. See, the Old Testament is written, 1 Corinthians 15, 4, is written for our learning. It's not written to save us, but without it, we will not fully understand the new. That's why Paul says that from a child thou has known the Holy Scripture. See, brothers and sisters, we can't throw away the old. But we must understand the limitation of the old. That's why so many times you say people say, well, the Bible, you can't believe every word. The Bible has been tampered. Well, who tampered with it? Why can't you believe the Bible? All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Well, but you can't put everything and believe everything that the Bible says. Well, you can put and believe everything that the Bible says because the Bible said it can prove it. So when a person said, well, the Bible has been tampered with, well, then you got to ask the person, who tampered with it? What did they take out? See, I, here's where I am. When you know, this is what the, the, the why people get confused. They make claim of the entire Bible that God doesn't make claim. The text says, 15 says, bring us unto. Now, nothing in the Old Testament is going to save you. Nothing. The only thing that the Old Testament is going to do is tell us salvation is coming. The Hebrew writer said that the law was a shadow of good things to come. It wasn't the thing. 
It's the shadow of the thing that is going to come. Then the Hebrew writer says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 9, I will put my words, I will place my hand over thy mouth and I will put my word in thy mouth. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible said, I will put my words in thy mouth and thou will know what to speak. See, God has never given inspired man anything except God has given his inspired word unto man. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but of every word that proceedeth out of my mouth. Jesus said, the word that I have spoken unto you, that is what's going to give us life. And brothers and sisters, the only time that Jesus speaks to us is through this Bible. Through this Bible. You say, well, some things were taken out of the Bible. Maybe. That may be. But I guarantee you this. Why would God hold us for something that was taken out of the Bible? Remember what uh, John write in John 20? Many other signs truly did Jesus do in the midst of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. We're going to spend 70 years of our lives worrying about the things that are not in the book instead of a focusing on what's in the book. That's Satan ploy to discredit the Holy Scriptures. And, and, and see, sometimes and, and as, as members of the Lord's church, we fall into that. When we have the Holy Scriptures, we allow people to put this thought in. Well, maybe there is some things that are missing. So what? So what if there are some things that are missing? Now I'm not no and, and, and now I'm not standing up here this morning telling you that there is nothing missing. I just don't know what's missing. All I know is what's here. I'm not preaching to the people who's home. Oh, that'll come through. Yeah, I said something. Yeah, I'm not talking to the folks that are not here. They, they, they're not listening to me. 
I'm talking to us who are here. And those of us who are here, when they leave here this morning, they're going to say, well, you know what? All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And the scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew, put Matthew chapter 10 up there for me, please. And, and, and one of the things that we need to understand, brothers and sisters, let us not focus too much on the things that we have not seen. For, watch what the Bible says. For faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that is not seen. Once you have seen it, there's no longer faith. You have witnessed it. Matthew chapter 10. And did I tell you? Verse number uh, 19. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. I want this on the board because I need us to see this. Matthew chapter 10. In verse number 19, Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 19. Watch what the Bible said. But when they deliver you up, that no thoughts of, take no thoughts on how or what you should speak. For it shall be what? Given to you in that same hour. What you should speak. Watch verse 20. Verse 20 says, for it is not what? It is not ye that speaketh, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. When I get up here on Sunday morning, I don't know how this thing going to work out. I study the scripture. And then God just put, he said, look at it. You just start talking and I'll tell you what to say. Sometime I told you I can't get this thing together. But once I start, God speaks. You think I'm telling you this? No, no. God is telling you that. He said, it shall be given to you that very same hour what you should say. Then sometime I go back and look at this thing I, I wrote. I say, man, that made no sense. Why? Because I'm trying to put it out there. But once I start, it makes perfect sense. Because it's not I that are speaking. It's God. When you start teaching somebody, don't worry about what you're going to say. Just open your mouth and let God tell you what to say. God would make sense out of it. Why? Because you remember when you start praying? If we could record our prayer and go back and look at it, it makes no sense. Because we don't ask God, God, please help me to get these pair of shoes that are on sale. God, please help me to get this car working. 
God, please help me to get this job. And that person that's sitting next to me, God, take care of them. By the time it gets to God, Jesus done cleaned that stuff up. Can you imagine telling God the things that we tell God? That's why the Spirit tells us what to say. God, I want the, I really want the, the, the Rams to win this game today. You think God care who wins the football game? I, I, I'm tired, God, of those New England Patriots. Now you want God to choose. God, please let them impeach Donald Trump. You see the stuff we're worrying about? I don't care who's in the White House. I got God on my side. And then, and, 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 and we focus so much of our attention on what's in the White House instead of what's going on in the big house. That's why God said, for that very hour, I will tell you what to say. For it is, watch, but when thou, when they deliver you up, take no thoughts on how or what you should speak. For it shall be given you that same hour what you should say. All I do is look over the text in the week. When I get up here, God's going to tell me what to say. It's not my thought. It's God's thought. And when God says something, we should do it. Verse 20, verse 20 says, for it is not ye that speaketh, but the spirit. And now that's a law, uppercase S. Not my spirit, because my spirit would be a small S. But that's the uppercase. For the spirit of your father, which speaketh in you. See, now when y'all get mad with the preacher, why he said that? God told me. All I'm doing is voicing it. God put it in my mind. And so many times, we, we, we don't think about what the preacher is saying because we don't like what he said. Well, now you know who said it. When you pray tonight, said. Lord, forgive me for all the time that I said I hate Brother Bethea, Brother Frazier, Brother Claiborne, and Brother Veal, because they don't know what they're doing. Now, that's the true part. We don't know what we're doing, but God does. See, all we're doing is speaking what God says. When God tells you to show up, when I say, you better be here on Wednesday, that's not me. That's God. And that's what the Bible says. And let's go back to the text. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And verse 16. 
all scriptures has been given by the inspiration of God. And then watch what he says. And it's profitable. Every scripture is profitable. You should get something. Every scripture benefits you one way or the other. Every scripture. Not some of them. All of them. Profitable. For doctrine. You know what doctrine is? The system that we believe in. See, it's the doctrine that guides us for reproof. The scripture can prove it. Reproof. You say, well, I don't understand. Go to the scripture. Why is it that way? Go to the scripture. For correction. When you off the road, when you get off the road, the scriptures get you back. You find yourself veering off, the scriptures like your GPS. You ever missed a turn? GPS, no, you done passed the screen. So I said, go three blocks up and make a right. And then when you get there, make another right. What is it doing? Putting you back on the right turn. When you get tired of the church, the scriptures will put you back. Where you going to go when you leave the Lord? Who you going to call? Ghostbusters? You got to call Jesus. You got to call Jesus. When things are going wrong in your right, call on the scripture says, call on the Lord. Peter says, seeing that you have purified your soul in obeying the truth on the unfamed love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. He said, all of we are like grass and the flowers of the grass. He said, but the grass would wither and the flowers will fall away. But the word of God will stand forever. That's what we have to put our mind on. And, and, and we cannot allow people who know nothing about the, about the Bible to tell us that the Bible is wrong. The Bible been tampered with. They don't take some stuff out of the Bible. Well, if they take some stuff out of the Bible, that's all right. Go to the judgment with what's in the Bible. And when God, when you stand before God, I guarantee you, he's not going to ask you something that's not in the Bible. So I don't sit around wherever. Well, the Bible been tampered with. There ain't not one person can prove that. So you can't believe everything. There ain't not one person can prove that. See, I told you about the test. If I say I can run a 440, and I get out there and run the 40 and 5, what y'all know my claim is wrong. I can't run a 40 and, five, and 4 flat. Mike could run it in 6'2". 
I said, Brother Frazier got up there and talked about he could run the 40 and four flat. Andre said it was 6.2 seconds. I said, well, something wrong with Andre? Watch. I know my legs was going faster than that. See, then where's the dispute? The dispute is between what I said and Andre. But now Andre got the watch. My mind telling me four flat, but the watch is saying six two. Well, you don't have to worry about that when it comes to the Bible. Because the claim the Bible makes, the Bible can back it up. There's nobody can dispute the Bible. They said, well, see, the one thing y'all need to understand that the Bible doesn't tell us there's one church. Yes, it does. See, when the Bible said there's one church, the Bible can back it up. Oh, the Ephesians 5, chapter 4. That's what the Bible says. There's but one. Well, the Bible said there's one Lord. You don't have to dispute the Bible. This, the Bible backs it up. One body, it's right there. One baptism, it's right there. The Bible don't tell us about five baptism. It don't tell us about 365 denominations. The Bible just talk of one. Why does the Bible make those claims? Because the Bible backs it up. See, we want to go beyond the Bible. And that's the problem. That's why Paul, and see, and, and that's why, see, when, when, when Paul was telling Timothy, watch what this now. Verse 17 of the text says, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Now, now a lot of time, we, we don't apply the application. See, now, in this text, the man of God that Paul was talking about was Timothy. Now, we could use that. That's Church of Christ. Yeah, we could. We could now, we can put that and, and use that for ourselves. But what he, was what he was telling Timothy in this text he was telling Timothy this, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Now, we can put ourselves there, but that's not what the text teach. The text saying he, he was telling Timothy. In other words, Timothy, when you go out and when there's something come up, go to the scriptures. Prove it by the scriptures. Don't tell people what you think. He said, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto what? All good work. See, every good work comes from God. You're doing something good, it comes from God. God don't have bad works. I said something. God don't have bad works. See, when you go on your job and you do a good job, it's because to whom you belong. You go on your job and you lay down all day, that ain't God. But when you, when you expire to do a good work, come from God. 
And watch how Paul said this to Timothy. That the man of God may be perfect. He's not talking about his ability. He's talking about the method that he uses. The word of God, that's perfect. Not Timothy. Timothy as a natural man cannot be perfect. Just like none of us could be perfect. So when you, when you want to understand that, go to the, the scripture before that. And what is he talking about? All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. The Bible is the inspired word of God. Whenever you want to share a book with somebody that's going to benefit them, share the Bible. All scriptures is inspired by God, not inspired man. The scriptures is inspired by God. And the scriptures is what you need. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they who testify of me. See, the Old Testament said, somebody's coming. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John said, he's here. The apostle Paul wrote 13 letters, and some give him credit for 14, the Hebrew letter. Peter writes two. James writes one. John writes four. Titus write one. And in all of those books of the New Testament, it's telling us that he's come and here how to get into him. From Genesis to Malachi saying he's on his way. The gospel said he's here. The letter said, here's how you should live it. Because he demands that we have a relationship with him. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's church. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart, Christ died for you. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ. We'll baptize you in water this morning for the remission of your sins. God will add you to the church. Well, Brother Frazier, why do we have to do that? Because that's what the scripture says. That's what the scripture says. If we could do it any other way, we would do it. But it wouldn't be according to the inspired word of God. And that's what we have to do. Would you come right down as we together stand and sing the song?
Page 945. Kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there. He 